The line that really touched me was on page 85. She received my fearless love, her final healing gift to me. And I was like, when someone receives our love, it's a gift to us. And so likewise, when we receive Jesus's love, it is a gift to him. Wow. Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. I just don't understand why the Lord didn't give me a good voice. I love your voice. No, for real, though. I'm very comforted by it in worship. <coughs> I'm serious. I just love being with you. I'm I agree, you. but I'm like kind of sad about it. I just think, honestly, Is there a friend, gift that you don't have that you're like, Lord, why don't I have that? I mean, I'm not. Just me. I'm just not athletic, you know? Do you wish you were? I mean, I get embarrassed, like, I don't know how to do things, <laughs> you know? Okay. But you can, like, live life not being athletic. You I feel can... like it's really hard to live life without having a good voice. You're doing just fine, Jenna. You're living life. <laughs> you are living life without a singing voice. I honestly could cry about it. It makes me so sad. Jenna. I'm not kidding. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I do not feel that way. I feel like your voice is so precious. I'm not kidding. I know you're laughing about this, but <laughs> I'm just so comforted when I hear you singing in worship because it's just a pure offering because I know that you don't love your voice. Yeah. And I know that it's painful for you because you love worship. But when I hear it, it's like, it's so much more of a pure gift to the Lord. Because it's so not pretty. No, because I know it causes you pain and yet you oh. offer it back to the Lord. Yeah. Okay. This is a good spin. I want to tell you something. I had a crazy, beautiful inspiration understanding mm. this morning. You did such a beautiful job last night preaching at our Blessed Is She weekly night. And you shared all about the virtue of hope. And you shared about it in such an interesting way. Of course, all of God's word and like everything about the Lord is so many things. Yes. You know? Yes. But just the way that you shared about it was utterly different from how I would have shared about hope mm -hmm. or how Kelsey would have shared about hope because it's so personal. It's so lived. And you really unpacked the beauty of the relationship between faith and hope, mm -hmm. which was so cool. And you shared very vulnerably and honestly, as you always do, about this struggle that you have with faith, mm. with doubt. Yeah. And this morning, I thought of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta and how her life was unbelievably fruitful in this apostolate and how it was the fruit of profound suffering, mm -hmm. not only in her physical life and like her sacrifices and what she offered and the travel and the physical ailments, right? But even deeper than that, this interior darkness that she suffered for 50 years and united to the Lord Jesus on the cross, like entered into mysteriously this darkness that he knew on the cross, this perceived separation from the Father. And I thought, actually, in light of our last conversation, talking about just the currency for souls in the apostolate is suffering. And I thought, wow. The Lord must trust you very much to give you this cross of doubt. And yet look at the fruit it's born by you just blindly walking in faith. Yeah. Very Mother Teresa of Calcutta of you, Jenna. Big shoes to fill. Mm. Thanks, Beatty. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if blessed is she would be this fruitful 
if you didn't have that cross. I definitely think he used me. He gave me the gift of blessed is she. Mm. And it's saved me, you know? I do. So I wouldn't be me. You know what I mean? Yes. I hear what you mean, that it wasn't all for that. Like it was for you. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so grateful. Thanks for praying for me. Oh, man. Well, you're welcome. I do a lot. Can we talk? I need it. What are we talking about? Can we talk about... Besides my singing. Besides faith. Can we talk about Debbie Herbeck? Yes, please. Well, I would love to dedicate the next hour (laughs) to talking about the gift of Deborah Herbeck. Truly. Our friend, Debbie Herbeck. Honestly, the first words... This, both of these stories are unreal. Unbelievable. The joy, the font of joy that welled up in me when I read the first line of her story. Wow. Her voice, her heart. I think, you're going to think this is a little cuckoo, but I stand by it. There is an anointing on Debbie's life because of her yes to the Lord. And her profound suffering, which she unpacks a little bit of, she unpacks more like the recent, but I mean, in this first, it's just unbelievable. Essentially in the first paragraph of her first story. Can I read this? Please. My relationship with my mother had never been easy. This is page 84. Her emotional distance and lack of affection were walls that I didn't understand as a child and couldn't change as an adult. My decision in college to follow Jesus was not well-received by my Jewish family, widening the gap between us. I walked my own path, learning to forgive, but longed to be able to deeply share my faith with them, especially with my mother. That was actually very hard for me to read without just crying. I love her so much. And so in that one paragraph, in those few sentences, there is a vat of suffering. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There is a vat of grapes that have been surrendered, like offered to the Lord, crushed, pressed, fermented in order for her to write this week. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So that anointing on her words, we're experiencing because of the anointing of her life, because of her again and again and again, her yes to Jesus, to all of it. <laughs> I'm so wrecked by her, by these essays, by her witness in my own life. Her friendship to us has been steady. Yeah. Open. Debbie has given me a vision for the second half of life, a life well lived, a person who is running their race to the end. And shows me actually how beautiful it is to grow and to give to Jesus all of my life for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. She is that incarnate to me. And so now, what a gift to have someone who's a season ahead of you to say, oh, that, that is what this perseverance will win me. Yes. To be a person of love like Debbie is. Do you think we're so obsessed with her because we see her actually like living it? I think she's pretty easy to be obsessed with, even from a distance, personally. Yeah. But the thing about Debbie is you can't see her from a distance because if you get in her orbit, she's so present. She's so loving. Yeah. Yes, I think we have been privileged. I don't mean to keep going with this like wine theme. Like this isn't purposeful. That's the point. I feel like we drink Mm. the fruit. We get to drink the wine of her life, essentially. This is what I mean. Debbie is who she is because of profound suffering. 
Yes. She's a deep well <laughs> that we all get to drink from. Yes. Because of suffering. I know you know it, but I can't get over it. This is another one of those episodes that if you are watching it on YouTube, you will just see Jenna and I with these big goofy smiles looking at each other, mouths open, shaking our heads like, can you believe Debbie Herbeck is real? No. Thank God. Okay. Can we talk about these stories or Claire's words or the theme? Like, let's get into it. What is happening? Week five. Okay. Tell me what you underlined in the intro. Beth underlined the first word, clarifying. I did. Actually, I, know, I didn't even I realize. See that. Guys, I just, this wine theme is like, I don't even drink. It's just speaking so deeply of a process that I understand in my body and in my soul and in my story. My whole life makes sense through the lens of the suffering of Jesus and the promise of grapes becoming new wine. So I'm very moved by it. Well, it's biblical. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's so moving. Totally. (laughs) All right. Let me tell you what I underlined on the intro page of week five. Carrying. This is page 79. Released from the grape through the intentional movement of the feet, the juice flows out, mingling with the skin before being separated and fermented. I just thought there was something profound for me to pray with again. That this is mingling with skin. Wow. It's not just this fruit that's being crushed, but there's a mingling of humanity. Wow. Of Jesus's humanity. Yes. Of my humanity and my suffering. It's not just this isolated circumstance or isolated thing that is happening. It's not this like cold mechanical process. Right. It's embodied. Yes. Yeah. And I bring a particular embodiment to it. Mm that you bring to your suffering a particular embodiment to it. And with that mingling of our experience, our own humanity with our suffering, there is like particular new wine. Wow. You know what I mean? Like what's bottled in your life, in my life, in Debbie's life? None of those blends were all different kinds of wine. Yes, it's aged differently. Yes. It's from different regions. Wow, this is deep. Okay, the soil in France, I hear, right, is different <laughs> than grapes harvested and grown in Napa Valley. Yes. The region gives character and flavor. Wow. Yeah. Just like our lives do. Yes. He wants the new wine of my life. Yes. That blend will come from no one else, Just no you. other human being. Jenna. Yeah. That was Claire. Woo! Did she say that? Well, mingling with the skin. Jenna, that... <laughs> okay, it's very humble of you to... Okay, sure. Wow. Your particular suffering mm. mixed with who you are mm. is creating a new wine that the Lord is making with your life. That the rest of us, like we get to with Debbie, we get to receive that. My, my, my. Wow. This new wine that God created through Debbie. This is what you're talking about. It comes out of people's pores. Yes. What we're doing is we're tasting the wine. Yes. We're sampling the wine of their life. Yes. In relationship with them, which in a way is to understand the shape and the character of their suffering. Yes. 
I think, again, speaking with absolutely zero authority about wine, but I think a thing with wine tasting would be like that it fills your mouth. The taste lasts, right? It's rich or dry. It's like a full experience. There's a fullness to wine. And I think maybe that's the difference between people who embrace the suffering and Mm. allow Jesus to make them into new wine, right? To enter into this process and to allow him to to use our suffering, right? To redeem our suffering, Mm. to even enter in and embrace our suffering. Ultimately, that's the difference between people who fight, Mm. right? And just try to get back to comfort. Their wine never matures. And I want the fullness. I want to be like a full-bodied glass of wine. Wow. For people. Yes. For the Lord, first of all. Jesus, like drink deeply of my life. Mm. That's not a metaphor. I pray those words. Jesus, drink of me. Because Mm. that's what he's inviting us to. That's what we actually do in Holy Mass. We drink of him, his precious blood. Even under one species, we're receiving, we're drinking of him. It's why blood and water pour out from his side. It's why, Jenna, you in prayer stand with a chalice catching it because we're meant to drink of him. And it's true in reverse. Because we're like him, people and the Lord are meant to drink of us too. I'd like to invite the worship team. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Doesn't that make you want to worship? That's how I felt last night. I was like, something is unlocked in worship. You know? Yeah. Because it's so good. What other response is there? Right. Than to worship. Jenna and I are always laughing because there's this worship leader we love. And she tries to talk about the Lord, (laughs) but she just ends up weeping all the time. She just allows herself to be totally broken. It's what Beth and I would do on this podcast if we were that free. We would just be on here crying, which is what she does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a different medium. I don't know. I'm not trying to defend us, but... (laughs) Essentially, she's just on the floor, right? Sometimes literally laying down. And she just says, no matter what she's trying to say, it always comes back to the distilled. This is the wine of her life. Yes. I'm convinced, actually, now that we're saying this, this is the wine of her life. She just prays. She just preaches. She says, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. No matter what song it is. No matter what's happening in the room, everything for her comes back to this one thing. And that's the wine of her life. What's your one thing? Do you know? Oh, there's so many things. I know. Maybe that he's worthy. Wow. Like he's worthy of all of it. Be a cool thing to pray with. Yeah. What's yours? It's a new way of Mm. synthesizing every grace I've ever been given. But it would just be he is. Saying those words to you, I could like start crying right now. He is everything. He's in everything. He's real. He loves. He's with me. He is my reality. He is. For me, it's deeply connected to that revelation of God's name, I am. And so that's me echoing back. Like he's saying, I am. And I'm saying, you are. He is. He is. He is. He is. (laughs) Totally. That's what I want to do right now. (laughs) He is. Yes. Maybe not as accessible as he's so good. But isn't that the truth? I actually think that's a synthesis of this book, even. 
that phrase that you love, all of my life for the rest of my life, it's how we can say that we love him in suffering and there's a, a profound intimacy available in suffering. It's all because he's so good. Mm. So there's no fear in saying all of my life, every aspect of my life, every corner of my heart, everything I've ever been through, everything that will come for the rest of my life, because he's so good. Yeah. Even in the caring, even in the crushing, even in the pressing, he's so good. My favorite thing is to think about like I wrote down lines from almost every page in this week. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was someone who would look at all the lines and put together the puzzle. <laughs> oh, I, do you know what I mean? It feels like a puzzle of do these things connect and how? And usually they do because it's the Lord. But who knows? Also, I'm obsessed with this postcard that we put with the book. But it says there is more to come. And I'm obsessed with that. And I've been using it as a bookmark. Wow. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Well, I'm a member. So I got it in the mail back. Okay. I'm also a member. I don't think I got it. Got what? That postcard. Did it come in the mail? It did. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the king. That's all I can think now. I don't know that song. Yeah, you do. Worthy, worthy is the Lord. Brooke, my goodness. Mm -mm. When we were thinking of naming the Lent devotional next year, worthy... Mm-hmm. I just, I've been thinking about it ever since oh, she funny. said worthy. Yeah. Because I just want the cover to just say worthy, 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 oh, yeah. worthy, 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 worthy. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love worthy. Because I really just try to write down or underline things that stand out to me. But then I typically don't take the time to go back and be like, what does it all mean? Mm. You know, I'm just, I, which is like why spiritual direction is so helpful to me personally yes. is because. I'm putting out there these things that really stand out to me, mean something to me. And then she helps me say, here's how they're interconnected. Mm. But I wish I had that all the time or the patience to do that even with myself. Yeah. With the Lord. I actually think what you're describing is a very Marian spirituality. Okay. This is something I've desired for a long time, but I feel like I'm only now starting to live into and understand which is what it means to ponder things in our hearts. So I think just by reading and entering into it, especially when you do this with scripture, the word of God is a seed and it plants itself in our hearts. And he's the one who brings it to fruition. So I genuinely think, I think that's true of words about the Lord, concepts about the Lord that we couldn't possibly understand in our humanity, you know, like our human frameworks and reasoning. But I think just being attentive to him in the moment and then moving through your day with him as you do, loving your children, things, he'll draw them together. Mm -hmm. I do think I'm not trying to discount. There's a time it's necessary, right, to process, to sit with, to pray about certain things. But He's not waiting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's always loving you, always revealing, always working it out. Even when we're not actively, consciously praying. Yeah, totally. That's all. Well, if and when I ever write a book about being in the School of Mary. Here we go. The first one will be ponder. Mm, Just very into that pondering word. Yeah, it's rad. Yeah. Also biblical. 
All right. What else stood out to you? Well, you know, this pondering hit me just one more time <laughs> in case you're under any illusions. No wine experience. But <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> if this like pondering is a bit like the clarifying, right? Because isn't okay. this like how it's maturing? Is that what clarifying I have means? no idea. Well, just quickly, just a little quick googs here. Okay. Clarifying is filtering. Cleaning. Yeah, filtering works by forcing the wine through a fine filter that removes many suspended particles particles from the wine. There we go. What does clarifying do for you? I guess I just learned about it 10 <laughs> seconds ago. But what's resonating with me is, have you had the experience when you're just like, too much, Lord, pump the brakes, just one thing after another, after another. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wonder if if maybe when we're in seasons like that or situations like that, if that's what's happening is, okay, we've been crushed. Mm. We have been pressed. We are fermenting. It is happening. We're in it. But then it's like more. And he's saying, yes, because I want you to taste the purity of my love. And I want the wine of your life to be pure, not because it's bad, mm but because we're so good. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just my initial thoughts. Yeah, I don't think I ever knew what purity of heart meant mm. until up to like eight months ago. Like pure intentioned, purely in love, <laughs> like innocent. Yes. Like how children just love. You don't ever have to question their intentions. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, so is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, you know, this is a thing for me. It is. I was going to say it probably is, but no, it, it absolutely is. The most beautiful, the most attractive. It's the thing about Jesus that I'm the most in love with mm. is this attribute of his purity. Mm. And, you know, that word comes with a lot of baggage for a lot of people. It's been sort of pigeonholed. I think in our era, right, youth ministry culture, it's about sexual purity. But what you're describing, what clarifying I think expresses, and my own experience of Jesus's love in prayer is the purity of his heart, that there's no stain. There's no shadow. I'm not going to go to him expecting one thing and get another. Mm. There's no agenda. There's no angle. There's no bite in him. He's so good. Yeah. When people are like the Lord sarcastic to me, I'm like, I've just, I've never experienced that. He is so pure. I'm not saying sarcasm is impure, but he just has never spoken to me that way because there is no stain or shadow in him. There's nothing cutting. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of that verse. I think I talked about it in my shine talk. What is that? Five years ago. Wow. God is light. Mm -hmm. This is 1 John 1, 5. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. That's the purity that we're talking about. And this is the thing. I just think we get so hung up on what are we going to get with the Lord? Because we put these other lenses on him. We've had these experiences and we're so hurt by people and the world and suffering, you know, but God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. That's why it's imperative that we find Jesus in our suffering or we won't understand that he's light and in him there's no darkness at all. If we don't go through this clarifying process, you know, to pull all of the darkness out of us that we're projecting onto him, we will never know the purity of his love. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that in the Beatitudes, Jesus says, blessed are the pure of heart for they shall see God. Mm. 
purity is connected to sight. Mm -hmm. It's connected to seeing because without purity, we cannot see we're in darkness. Yes. I'll get off my soapbox. I love talking about purity. Clarify away, Lord. (laughs) Amen. Okay, back to Debbie. Beanie, I've asked you eight times. What did you love in Debbie's story? I loved every word. (laughs) I loved every single anointed Thank you for answering 15 minutes later. The beauty of what Debbie shared is suffering, the passion, right? But through the lens of the resurrection, we see what God was able to do because she embraced her cross. But sometimes it's very hard to see (laughs) the resurrection that will come, the life that will come, the new wine that will come in the midst of the suffering. So I appreciate the witness really Mm -hmm. of the resurrection and looking back on the suffering through that lens. But even in it, she gives us kind of a step-by-step. Here's how I prayed when I was driving to see my mom. I entrusted it to a saint. I looked to someone who inspired me. Here's how I pushed through when I was met with resistance, trying to love my mom and she flinched and she hardened. Here's how I tuned into the voice of Jesus over my own preference or like pain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've been in that situation where you come in with the best of intentions, like all soft and, you know, just like in the Lord's hands, like, yes, Jesus, use me. And then the first moment you're met with like a brick wall, you're like, see, this person never changed, you know? Yes. But she listened to the Lord and not even her own experience or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like it's always going to be the way it's always been. It was so human. We played a lot of Scrabble. I just like appreciate. I felt like I was there with her. This is a life well lived. Debbie's going to be so embarrassed by this episode. But she's essentially inviting us into her passion and finding beauty in it and finding my own story in it and learning, which is what the gospel does for us. Mm -hmm. I'm only on story one, but I think I was also really struck. She's such a teacher, Debbie. You know, she mentors women, young women, us. (laughs) And this second to last paragraph on page 85, the suffering that each of us and those we love will face is not a question of if, but when. I am not sure if we are ever quite ready for it, but we can prepare each day to receive the grace that God will give by walking faithfully with him and entrusting to him our fears. When we choose daily to love others in small, even uncomfortable ways, we prepare ourselves for those times of pressing when we suffer deeply alongside someone we love. So I just found that that is a pearl, you know, that wisdom of no one knows how to, what do you do in the face of a cancer diagnosis or a car accident or a devastating breakup? a disappointment, the death of a loved one. Like no one knows how to do that, but the preparation comes for it just in daily laying down, in the daily uniting intimately to God in prayer, daily study of his word, all of that. That's the word for me that really stuck out to me in that first story was prepare. Mm. Because I think we all hope that we can have courage in the face of (laughs) adversity or suffering. We all I think, want to be holy in the midst of it. But the preparation for it is the daily yes. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I was really struck by this mom-daughter story. The line that really touched me was on page 85. 
She received my fearless love, her final healing gift to me. And I was like, when someone receives our love, it's a gift to us. And so likewise, when we receive Jesus's love, it is a gift to him. Wow. And so just an invitation to take his love that he's offering to us, because that is our gift back to him. That is our worship back to him. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really profound to me. How healing it is to be received. Yeah. I've even started saying this to people. Someone taught me this. Someone modeled this for me. And I don't know who it was. So thank you. But when I feel like I'm falling apart or I'm particularly needy or, you know, like really a moment of vulnerability where in retrospect, I'm embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Gosh, that was like a lot. And I feel like I'm too much. All these things that are happening interiorly. Instead of saying, sorry, <laughs> uh, was like a lot. I've started saying, thank you for receiving me. Mm. And <laughs> it's like a little death to self, honestly, oh. to my own pride. And I don't know. It's a bit like I think what Debbie was describing about you're pushing through this uncomfortable thing. At least that's what it's been like for me. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Because hopefully it is a gift to them. Yeah. I don't want to take that gift back by saying, I wish I wouldn't have given you a bit of my heart, a bit of my vulnerability. Yeah. Wish I wouldn't have trusted you. So now I'm going to try to walk it back. Yeah, that's good. The last kind of connection that I'd like to pray with is for the Lexio Mm. on page 83. It's from Luke chapter 23. And it's Simon of Cyrene getting the cross laid on him, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that I underlined that language in the gospel. Yeah. And then it says he carried it behind Jesus. And I just thought it was interesting that Jesus was still leading the way. Mm. Like he was still in front. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like the cross should go first because you're going to like put that down first and then Jesus will go on it. It seemed strange to me, beautiful, that Jesus was leading the way to his crucifixion. Yeah. And then Debbie says that she led her mother to his door that opens from this life to the next. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought that was interesting language to use that same concept of leading. Mm -hmm. And obviously in her subsequent story, talking about being Jesus or like being his hands and feet essentially on the earth for this woman. Anyway, I don't know. More to unpack, I guess. Not a fully formulated thought. I had a moment this morning praying with the carrying of the cross. Yeah. Which I think may be my least favorite <laughs> mystery in the mysteries. I don't know why. I think it's because there's so of much. Of all hap- the mysteries, it's your least no, favorite? No, no, no. Oh, no, wait, in just the, sorrowful. Just sorrowful. Okay. I th- and I think it's because it's not as concentrated. And I, yeah. I feel like I spend half of the time trying to even figure out where I am. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I kind of, I struggle with the carrying of the cross. And this morning I said to the Lord, I just want to walk with you. Mm. Not even take it on like Simon. If you're doing this, I want to like keep you company. I want to love you as you're carrying the cross. Mm. And it's the strangest thing, but I almost felt him say to me, I'll just meet you up there. Would you let me carry it for you? Wow. Like carry it completely, but I'll see you up there. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for letting me share that because I think even in the moment, I was a little bit like, this is okay. Like, (laughs) this. You know what I mean? Just we have such a beautiful, such a reverence and a deep love for the cross and the mystery Mm. of the carrying of the cross and the way of the cross, like this whole devotion with the stations. And I'm like, am I allowed to just skip out Mm. on the cross? Don't I need to take some share of it? And to hear him say, I'll just meet you. 
mm-hmm. up there. Let me do this one for you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even about a particular situation. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's just the reality of our lives. Yes, we share in the sufferings of Jesus, but the work is his. The load is his. Yes. Debbie called. Sure. Right now? Call you? Yeah. Great. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> hey, Beth. How you doing? So good. Better now that we're talking to you. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel the same way. Debbie, we just were wondering if we could put you on the spot to just pray <laughs> with us, for us. We've been talking about your beautiful words in the Lent devotional and just so grateful for your yes to Jesus, Debbie, and the fruit of your life, which is like this full-bodied wine that we get to drink because of the way that you've loved Jesus. So we're just wondering if you could just pray for us, close us in prayer. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we come before you as women who are acquainted with suffering, who have tried to unite our suffering to yours. Lord, we thank you for this gift and for the fruit that we know it will bear for your kingdom, for our families, for those we love. Lord, I pray for every woman that will read this devotional, that will listen to this podcast that is journeying with you right now in the midst of her own suffering. Lord, I pray that you would show her in your own way, in a way that she can receive the value of her suffering. Show her, Lord, what you're doing and how much you treasure and value her yes to you. And Lord, I pray that sweet, sweet wine would come from each of our offerings to you that it might be poured out to you and for you. And that wine would be a source of joy and strength Mm -hmm. and nourishment to all the people in our lives that it touches. Lord, I thank you for blessed is she and for the ways they are bringing this wine to women of the world. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, man, Debbie. Now I want to do a new podcast based on that prayer. (laughs) You're so kind, so kind. So I miss you guys so much. I was just thinking about this, your upcoming retreat and thinking I got, you know, I wish I could be there. I can't, but I need to, you know, I need to see you guys at some point. So thank you for all you're doing for the Lord, for the kingdom, for me personally. So I really appreciate it. I hope the Lord's blessing all your work. You too, Debbie. Gosh, such a gift to us. We love you. Love you, Debbie. Thanks. Love you too. God bless you. And if there's any particular ways I can pray, don't hesitate to just send me a text and love to be able to support you in prayer. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. All right. Take care. Thanks for calling. appreciate it. (laughs) You too. Bye. 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 Well, Beth, our work here is done. I've got plenty to pray with, honestly. So, So much. Yeah. Wow. So grateful for this time. So grateful to all of you for walking with us through it. It's a sacred thing. All right. See you next time. Bye, Jenna. Bye-bye. Bye.